Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Step back three on the way, and he's got another one, Jamal Murray. And they want to post up to Joker. They want to take advantage of this matchup. Don't we see that at least once a game from Jokic to someone? Outside, Jokic for the lead. Have you been in these sessions before? I've said this like ten times, and I'm not writing your article for you. Ask one of your colleagues. He's magnificent. It's winner go home. Three-pointer. And Bobo, hey, hey I'll tell you, young fella, don't go chasing waterfalls right there. Yeah, thank you, whoever did this. What is up, Nuggets Nation? It is Anilo Piro of Mile High Sports back at it again with the latest installment of the Denver Nuggets podcast right here on the Mile High Sports Podcasting Network. And look at that. I got a little text message coming in because it's Super Bowl Sunday. So I apologize if my phone here. I'm gonna put I'll put my phone on airplane mode just for you guys. Uh, but hope everybody is doing well here on this Super Bowl Sunday. But uh we're here to talk about our Denver Nuggets. And uh, this isn't really going to be a fun podcast to do. It's an interesting talking point. I, interestingly enough, when the Nuggets are bad, I feel like there's more to talk about than when they're good. You know, I know winning cures all, and everyone wants a winning team, but I don't know when 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 the team's not good, it's almost interesting to try to find a solution. You know, as opposed to just I don't know, maybe winning gets old sometimes. This has been an interesting season. You know, I, I haven't been happy with the way this season has played out. I don't think any fan of the Denver Nuggets has been thrilled with how the team's been playing. You know, over the entirety of this season so far, but. I think there's been a lot of interesting storylines, some interesting dynamics. I think we've also, you know, just really learned a lot about this Denver Nuggets basketball team. I think that there's a lot of moving parts with this team. We've seen how Nikola Jokic is now fitting in as a true MVP candidate. We've seen how players like Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. are reacting without some of the better role players on the team, such as Torrey Craig, uh, Mason Plumlee, Jeremy Grant, who are now elsewhere. Uh, It's been you know, I, I was out in Vegas, you know, for the week. So thankfully, hopefully this podcast audio is significantly better because I'm back uh, using my microphone, all that good stuff. Uh, but I was out in Vegas for the week and I was with my man Chase Howell and we were talking about, you know, does this Nuggets team expectations, where they're going, all that good stuff. And I mean, I'm not afraid to say it. I think, you know, you're about a quarter of the way through this 72 game season at this point. And look, this team has regressed. You know, there's there's no way other way to slice, in my personal opinion. This is a team that has taken a step back, maybe even two steps back. You know, they just, they lack continuity in areas in which they had continuity last season. Obviously, the same head coach, the same star players, but 
I think uh, at the end of the day, it's a growing season for Denver. I think that this kind of season is almost essential if uh, you know the Nuggets truly believe they're going to have to lean on Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray all the time. You know, I think that this is the first time, and Michael Porter Jr. for that matter, this is their first experience. You know, where, where they've taken away some of these critical role players. I mean, because you look at guys like Torrey Craig, Mason Plumley, and 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 um, you know Jeremy Grant. Let's look at Plumlee and Craig here more specifically. You know, they're, they're the definition of role players, right? I mean, Toy Craig couldn't shoot worth a damn, but he could play in, in sensational defense. So you know, you you lose you lose that, and you know, while you like I said, I mean, it's just where are you making where are you making that up right now? At the end of the day, I know Tory Craig wasn't the best two way player, but he did enough on one end of the floor that it clearly gave Denver a massive boost. Same thing with Mason Plumley off the bench. You know, Isaiah Hartenstein, uh, not the best addition to Denver this year. He's been all right in spurts, but I mean, we've seen Denver play more small ball than anything so far this season. Whereas, you know, in years past, we you were pretty accustomed to seeing Mason Plumley, and uh, I know a lot of Nuggets fans kind of got annoyed at Mason Plumley there towards the end, but you can't question his his continuity like. You know, in the sense of what he brought to this team in the locker room, you know, a true glue guy, a true player that, uh, you know, helped keep this keep this team together and, and you know, a big boost for uh, chemistry within the locker room. And, you know, we've seen some of these voids, you know, this season, we've seen some newer faces, Jermichael Green, Composo, you know, Green's been good, but it's just not the same Nuggets team of old. And, you know, we saw that especially last night when they lost to the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. Or excuse me, they lost to the Lakers, but they also lost to the Sacramento Kings. I'm I'm still on Vegas time. Uh, they lost to the to the Kings 119 to 114, and now the Kings have swept the season series three and zero. Three matchups against the Nuggets this season, the Kings have beat them every single time, and it's been pretty convincing. Uh, listen, Denver was without Jamal Murray yesterday. Obviously, no Gary Harris still at the moment. But um, at the end of the day, it's the Sacramento Kings. I mean, come on. If, if this is the Nuggets team of old, I mean, they should pulverize this team. And, and nothing, I mean nothing, gets head coach Mike Malone up like going up against his former team. I mean, he still to this day does not wear the color purple because of how he was fired from his job as the Sacramento Kings head coach. Uh, and to see Denver just get, you know, blitzkrieg last night, it was it was unfortunate. Um, like I said, Nikola Jokic goes for a career high 50 points in, it, in a loss, you know, and, and that's the thing is like usually that's an annoying, you know, usually when someone goes for 50 in a loss, it's like, okay, well, that's pretty indicative of the team and how good that superstar player is. But you, you literally cannot blame Nikola Jokic like whatsoever. He, you, he has no blame for Denver's struggles this season. He has been nothing short of sensational. I mean, every he, he's had a double double in every single game. He, he's you know pretty much good for a triple double every three or four games. He is the best center in the game. He's an MVP candidate. Screw Joel Embiid. Okay, listen, Joel Embiid, great player, but Nikola Jokic is the best center in the NBA. Let me come on now. Let's be real here. And, th- and there's no bias. If anything, there's a bias for Embiid because people don't watch the Nuggets. People don't want to pay attention to Jokic because he's not as he's not as athletic. He's not as big, right? He, he does things that a, a traditional center does not do, but don't get it twisted. Nikola Jokic is the best center in the NBA. And to see him go up there, you know, go out there last night and put up 50 points, come out with a loss and, and look frustrated, it's not a good vibe. And I think it's just pretty indicative of where this team is at this season. Like I said, just a couple of games above 500 now. And look at this, in a week's time now, six days, we've seen this team in regards to morale and, and where they're heading and trajectory. We've seen this team now do a complete 360 once again. So think back to a week ago, last Sunday, when, when Denver had that incredible game against the Utah Jazz. They, they pulverized them from the get-go. Utah made it close in the second half, but Denver was able to pull out the win. Uh, against the top seed in the West at the time, who I believe was on a 12-13 to 13 game winning streak. So, 
it, it's very, very strange. It, it, it's, it's an interesting dynamic because they win that game, then they don't play on Monday, then they get absolutely pulverized on the road against the Lakers after having four days off or three days off, whatever it was. You'd think they'd come out, you know, a little feisty, you know, for this game against Sacramento, but that wasn't the case. And obviously, look, you have to kind of discount it to a degree because Jamal Murray and Gary Harris weren't playing. You know, it can't be Jokic versus the world. I'm actually writing a story for that uh, on MileHighSports.com, so keep a lookout for that uh, for coming out this week. But at the end of the day, I mean, come on, guys. It's the Sacramento Kings. And I know that they've been better this year. Tyrese Halliburton's been sensational. Uh, De'Aaron Fox is a good player. I like Walton as a coach. But come on. Come on. And, and maybe I need to temper my expectations. You know, maybe I need to really start looking at Denver as more of a mid-tier team in the Western Conference. But unfortunately, look, they set the expectations sky high. And I'm going to I'm gonna keep that standard across the board. You know, maybe maybe this team really should, you know, maybe we should temper the expectations. Maybe this team isn't as good. I mean, no, that, it's not that maybe. They are. They're not as good as they were last year. That's a fact. But does that mean we're just going to adjust our expectations now? Come on. I'm going to hold this team accountable. This team made the Western Conference Finals last year. They made the conscious decision to let those three players walk. Grant, Plumlee, and uh, Torrey Craig. A couple of, I, I was so surprised they let Torrey Craig walk. I mean, he signs for pennies on the dollars out in Milwaukee. Come on. So it, it is what it is, but I mean, the Nuggets are only in this position because of themselves, and, that, and that's why I don't feel bad for them, and that's why I'm going to continue to keep the pressure on. That's why the expectations, in my opinion, have to remain sky high, because they did this to themselves. It's not like, you know, it's not like Carmelo Anthony wanted out. You know, it's not like the, their, their star, it's not like James Harden wanted out. You know, it's not like their star player came to them and said, we want out. I mean, Nikola Jokic looks lost out there because he's begging for his teammates to pick it up. I mean, he's playing, like I said, he's playing the best basketball he's ever played in his career right now to Jokic is, and they have nothing to show for it. It's pretty embarrassing. So we're going to go ahead now, and uh, we'll listen into to Jokic and Michael Malone's postgame audio from the game from Sacramento. Uh, really interesting to see what Jokic has to say here, some good stuff from him, as well as head coach Michael Malone. Uh, like I said, this team is in a world of suck right now. You know, they're, they're a couple of games above 500, 12 and 10. Kings are 11-11, but at the end of the day, you know, it's disappointing to get swept by a team, let alone a team that you should beat uh, in the Sacramento Kings. I mean, like I said, Sacramento's now won three, all three matchups this season against the Denver Nuggets, so they won't meet again unless it's in the playoffs. So uh, Denver coming up tomorrow as well, uh, game 7-30 at home uh, against Milwaukee. We'll have to see how that one plays out. Should be a good one. But uh, yeah, let, let's go ahead now and transition to, let, let's just go ahead and listen to Michael Malone first. We'll start with Malone, then we'll transition to Jokic, and we'll kind of put a bow on this thing before we get into this game from Milwaukee tomorrow. So let's go on out to the post-game press conference audio. Let's listen to what head coach Mike Malone have to say, had to say following last night's loss. And, and keep in mind, no Jamal Murray, no Gary Harris, but at the end of the day, Denver looked just putrid. Well, Barton struggled, Michael Porter Jr. struggled, and Nikola Jokic was sensational. You know, kind of more of the same for the Denver Nuggets this season. So let's get on out there. Here is Denver Nuggets head coach Michael Malone following last night's loss versus the Sacramento Kings. Hey, Michael. Uh, we keep talking about it. They, they scored 66 in the second half, and I think you guys had it within two possessions five separate times in the final two minutes. Uh, did the defense just betray you guys tonight? Yeah, I, I think so, Mike. Um, and it wasn't for a lack of effort, obviously. You know, no Jamal, no Gary, uh, no PJ, no Faku. Uh, we, we played a lot of our guys that hadn't really gotten extended minutes before and very proud of those guys, guys like RJ Hampton, guys like Marcus Howard, uh, even Vladko in that first half. Um, but, you know, first half, you hold them to 44 from the field, 33 from three, uh, and only 53 points. And then to your point, second half, that number jumps up to 66 points 
52 from the field, and I think they were 9 of 20 from three in the second half for 45%. And, uh, you know, obviously that's the name of the game, man. You got to be able to guard um, as consistently and close to 48 minutes as possible. And I just had a couple of key breakdowns down the stretch that you can't afford to have in a close game on the road. So love the effort, love the fight, undermanned. Um, but once again, uh, you know, it's a tough road trip to go 0-2. I believe we have a four-game homestand. Uh, starting off with Milwaukee on Monday. It's going to be a hell of a challenge. So hopefully we can find a way to get healthy, get some fresh bodies back, and uh, and find a way to protect their home court a lot better than we have thus far this season. Joel Rush. Hey, Coach. Uh, RJ Hampton had 10 rebounds tonight and uh, some nice defensive plays, like one at the end of the third quarter to uh, close out on De'Aaron Fox. But uh, – what do you see as his defensive upside now that you've been with him for a little more than a quarter of a season? Yeah, everything you just said. I mean, uh, he's athletic, he's bouncy, he rebounded the ball at a very high level tonight. Uh, you know, he was, uh, to your point, he had 10 boards, uh, which led the whole team. Here's a young man who comes off the bench and plays 28 minutes and grabs 10 boards. Not afraid to mix it up, aggressive. And uh, defensively, he's shown on multiple occasions now that he can go out there and really lock in and guard a player and help us on that end of the floor. So uh, excited about the potential. And every time, to his credit, he's given an opportunity to play extended minutes. He takes advantage of it. And uh, and that's what you like to see. Obviously, you never want any of your guys to be out with injuries. But with no Jamal, Gary, P.J. Faku rotational players, you know, R.J. has done a really good job of taking advantage of those opportunities. So um, he's proven that he's trustworthy and he can go out there and, uh, and help us on both ends of the floor. So I was really happy for him tonight. Mike Singer. Hey, Michael, you know, you said it before the game, Nicola never complains about whatever situation. Obviously you guys are undermanned tonight. He plays more aggressive, ends up getting a career high 50. W what can you say about his approach, um, particularly in the second half? I think he had 36 uh, over the last two quarters. You know, uh, you guys aren't going to understand this, but uh, more impressive than the 50 points, uh, the 12 assists, the eight rebounds, 41 minutes played, uh, was what you mentioned, his approach, his mindset, his leadership. Uh, he knew that we were undermanned. He knew that we had two starters out and a couple of rotation guards out as well off the bench. In the huddles at halftime, uh, I ran the whole third quarter, and he said, he goes, hey, listen, I'm – I'm ready to go. Get me back in the game. He didn't want to sit. You know, uh, he understood uh, how important this game was. And um, you got to love that about him. N never makes any excuses. And you, know, you see all these other superstar tandems around the NBA. And Nicola goes out and does his job. Who's ever available, who's ever ready to help him, great. But, you know, 50 points, career high. He doesn't care. We lost the game. That's all he's going to care about tonight is that he lost the game. He'd much rather get a career high in 50 and a win. Uh, and that's why I think we all feel very fortunate to have him as our superstar player uh, because he truly embodies being selfless and unselfish at all times. Vinny Benedetto. Yeah, Michael, I think this is the, the second time in three games Therese Halliburton has hit a, a big three against you guys in the fourth quarter. I guess what, what have you seen from him so far in his rookie season? Oh, he's, you know, reigning Western Conference Rookie of the Month for a reason, right? Uh, the guy is kicked our ass every time we played him. And, you know, he has uh, just poise 
confidence that you don't see from many rookies. And I think one of the question marks about Tyrese when he was coming into the draft, you know, was uh, the question of how real is his jump shot? You know, I think there was questions about his form, kind of a funny release. But the numbers at Iowa State, you know, were, were terrific. And I think he's just come in and said, you can doubt me. You can say I have a, a, a funny release if you want. End of the day, the ball goes in, and that's all that matters. So, yeah, 23 points, six assists, and does so very efficiently. You know, eight of 12 from the field, knocks down four threes. And as you mentioned, Vinny, uh, hits, hits a clutch jumper. So he's not afraid to take and make big shots, which is um, uh, really promising and encouraging and exciting for all these, uh, these great Sacramento Kings fans. We've got time for one more. We're going to end with Ryan Blackburn. Coach, Michael Porter Jr. had a really rough game today on both sides of the floor. Uh, how do you get him back on track with this group? How do you get him back on track and in, in step with the rest of this team? You know, sometimes you have to participate in your own recovery. You know I mean? It's, it's not always the head coach's job to, hey, I'm going to fix Michael Porter. He had a rough night tonight, as you mentioned, Ryan. Uh, he was a minus 20 for the game, struggled to make shots. He did rebound. Uh, obviously, got, I went out there and got nine boards. So it starts with Michael, and I, I have no doubt that he'll be better next game. Um, and he's just got to understand defensively, you know, that, that's where we as a team, he uh, individually as well as everybody else in that locker room, that's where we really need to commit. Uh, the jump shot's going to come and go. That, that's why defense is so important. Uh, if defense is your anchor, you're going to have a chance to win games. And unfortunately, these last two games on this short road trip, that hasn't been the case consistently enough. In L.A., we had pretty good first-half defense, second-half non-existent. Tonight, really good first-half defense, second-half we struggled a little bit. So it uh, requires a 48-minute effort. But, you know, Michael's still young, and uh, we, we're going to continue to help him find his way. And I know that he's really down on himself right now because he knows that uh, he didn't play his best game. So you pick him up, you encourage him, and you continue to find ways to help him. All right, and there he is, Denver Nuggets head coach Michael Malone following last night's loss to the Sacramento Kings. Pretty candid. Um, I don't want to say he was making excuses, but I think you can definitely, you know, sense in his tone that this was not an easy game for the team. You know, down a couple of players, Nicole Yoker's doing his thing, I think. You know, you can, I think he uh, he likes the fight in his team, and, you know, it's hard to knock him on that, but at the end of the day, I think it's frustrating from a fan perspective to lose that game. But we'll have to see where this team ends up at the end of the day. But, um not mad. It, it, it was just an interesting tone surrounding that game last night. Afternoon game on a weekend. Ugh. They're, they're going to come home now and just reset and, and get back on track. Still a couple of games above 500. So got a nice little four-game road trip up uh, upcoming here with a tough game against Milwaukee, though. Uh, so we'll have to see how Denver comes out of the gate for that one. But let's circle in now on Nikola Jokic. And he puts up a career-high 50 points in this game against the Sacramento Kings in a loss. You know, you can't really hold that against him because he played out of his mind and it's not like he's, you know, a ball down player in the sense of James Harden where it's like you're winning and losing because of him. Uh, it's just a matter of the fact that, you know, the Nuggets just don't have the proper talent around Nicole Jokic. And he's not making excuses, as Coach Malone said. And uh, let, let's go ahead now and listen to Nicole Jokic because it's always interesting to see what Jokic has to say. Uh, he's well-spoken, he's loose, he's lighthearted, but you can always tell when he's a little frustrated. And it seems like he is that way right now. So let's go ahead now and listen to Nicole Jokic from last night's game. And uh, we'll break it down right after this. But uh, here is the Joker. Hey, Nicola, good to see you. Um, Malone said that he more so than the 50 points that you had or the statistics or anything else, 
he said the thing he was most impressed with was your approach, given that you obviously knew you guys were undermanned tonight. Uh, what was your approach going into today's game? And can you explain, you know, why you were so aggressive? I think I was not so aggressive. I think I was just really locked in. Like I, my focus was really high level um, because I'm not playing just from, we had a couple of young guys. So in the game, I was, I tried to help them a little bit. Um, I, I don't know, did I, good, did I do a good job or no? Um, but uh, I think in the last quarter, I was kind of aggressive just to, just to shoot you, just to, uh, just to try it. Ryan Blackburn. Hey, Nicole, uh, uh, the, the Kings have had some success against you guys to start this year. What do you think about them really gives you guys some trouble? Mm. It depends. I mean, they they have a they have a fox with their really who's pushing the pace really well, and they have a big there. They're really good at that push shot. So in between uh, in between shots, so they're they they were shooting the ball. I think really good. I mean, decent. Uh, we we kind of stopped body heel, who is their big weapon. Uh, Holmes play really good. Uh, Barnes play really good. Um, uh, Whiteside, I think, play really good. Halliburton play good. So, I mean, they had, um, I think, a little bit more, um, how do they say, um, players that, that score a, a little bit more points. Good. Uh, Christos Saltis. Hello, Nicola. I would like to ask you. How big is the motivation about the next game, not only for you, about the whole team to bounce back and win, and also what it means for you to be in uh, the conversation about the MVP trophy, the MVP trophy of the season? Uh, I mean, our, our approach needs to be to win every possible game. We are not that good that we can have a like we can we can give this away, give give one game a game away. Uh, we need every game is for us. It's a must win. You know, we, we don't have that much. Uh, we're not that much comfortable with uh, just um, giving the games. Uh, so next one is the most important game for us. Uh, so, and uh, about conversation for MVP, I don't know. I really don't think about it. So we'll go back to Mike Singer. Hey, Nicola, uh, they had 66 points uh, in the second half. What is it going to take for this team to, to commit defensively? You've said it before. You win when you play defense. When, what, do you, what is it going to take for everyone to buy into that? Uh, I mean, the, uh, what does it take? I don't know. Just to start sort of probably trusting each other, playing for each other, playing hard. Uh, I think everything collectively kind of just uh, go and fight, you know, take pride in defense, take pride in one-on-one, take pride in uh, loose balls, whatever, just uh, off, uh, rebounds, whatever, you know. Uh, I think uh, defense is uh, defense is really a big part of, of, of our system and uh, it needs to be better. We've got time for one more. We're going to end with Joel Rush. 
Hey, Nicola. Uh, RJ Hampton played 28 minutes tonight, and he's had the opportunity with some guys out to play a little bit bigger role. Uh, what have you seen from him, and what do you think we'll see from him going forward? I mean, he had 10 rebounds. That's that's uh, that's big, uh, big. Uh, that's how athletic he, are, uh, he is, and uh, how um, uh, he was guarding. I think uh, Buddy Hill. He was guarding all all the main threats. I can say that. So um, I think defense rebound uh, and just be aggressive in 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 in, in, uh, in transition. You know, and just shoot it when you open. All right, that'll do it. Thank you, Nicola. Thank you, guys. It was my pleasure, like always. All right, there he is, Nikola Jokic, the Joker himself. Pretty somber, not uh, too excited with the way his team has been playing, but uh, he's not going to hang his head. They'll be right back at it again against the Milwaukee Bucks here tomorrow night. So interesting stuff, though. You know, I think that uh, I think there's just frustration mounting within the organization right now, you know, especially within the locker room. Um, I don't think it's anything that's going to boil over. I don't think it's going to cripple this team, but I just think that this team is annoyed that they're not playing up to the expectations or they're just they're losing games that they view as winnable. And again, I understand Jamal Murray and Gary Harris were out last night, but Jokic scores 50. You should be able to figure out a way to win that game, you know, against the Sacramento Kings. This isn't the Lakers. This isn't the Clippers. This isn't, you know, Utah. You know, this is the Sacramento Kings we're talking about. And no disrespect, they're a talented team. They've got some nice players, but again, if we're going based off the expectations we set for this team, the team, the expectations that the team set for themselves following last season, you got to win that game. It, it's unfortunate. So we'll have to see how the team bounces back, though. I think they're going to be just fine. Like I said, a couple of games above 500. This team's going to make the playoffs. They absolutely should make the playoffs and, and maybe give a team a run for their money. But I, it just looks like a team that's in regression mode, you know, to to a degree. And people are going to call me crazy, like I said, because Denver was down two starters in this last game, but. We'll we'll see where the where the standings are at the end of the year. That, that's all I got to say on that front. But uh, it's just frustrating to watch Jokic go out there, do his thing, and and do it in a loss. I guess is all I'm kind of is what it boils down to for me. So uh, we'll have to see how this all plays out. Again, we'll have a story on Jokic Hirabo coming out on MileHighSports.com as well. But uh, let's go ahead and put a bow on this podcast, guys. If you want to follow me on social media, you can do so at Media by AP on Instagram and Twitter, guys. Uh, I'm always tweeting and posting and all that good stuff. So follow me over there. And uh, check out all my work online at milehighsports.com as well. But thank you guys for listening on this Super Bowl Sunday or on Monday following the Super Bowl. Hope you guys have a good weekend. Hope you guys have a good start to your week. And we will see how the Denver Nuggets fare and their games upcoming. We'll talk to you guys later. Have a good one. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.